millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 81 of our weekly podcast, The Current View. Then and now, with the Order of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How things? Yeah, not too bad. Where are you, TC? Are you out and about? You sound distant. No, I'm at home. I've just plugged my phone in to be charged up. Can you oh, hear me now? Yeah, 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 I can hear you. You just sounded a little bit distant, as though you was down a lift shaft or on a, a playing field watching, uh, watching the young man playing football. What have you sourced for us this week, TC, in terms of magic moments? Well, the magic moment uh, for me this week was um, Sunderland. Okay. It was, um, not many will have seen it. I didn't. Well, you'll have to go on YouTube and watch it. Yep. Uh, the movement for the first goal. You know, they go 2 0 up, but the, the first goal is a great movement off the ball where yep. everyone, you know, the pass. It's a great finish. Uh, and I thought that's going to get Sunderland, you know, uh, give them a really good chance of automatic uh, playoff. Then what happened then was... Um, they go 2 0 up. Atkinson Stanley came back to 2 2. Yep. They go 3 2 0 up, uh, 3 2 up, and then it's 3 3. But the first goal, you know, and he looked, they looked as, as though they were, he were trying to get him to play like he had at Bristol City when they, first, when they first set off their play, you know, the movement and the amount of passes they had. So that was yeah. my. That was my uh, magic moment. Sometimes I like to go for a lower league. I'm I'm glad you have, because tonight Peterborough, I, I believe that they they can get promoted, or they definitely can get promoted. But I think they probably need to win. They're at the moment nine points ahead. No, really, they only need uh, they only need a point. They take yeah, it up I, to eighty three. We'll I think we'll get that tonight, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a point, isn't it? Because they've they've. Um, yeah, they'll be 10 points ahead of Sunderland and there's only three games in hand. So, yes, it does look as though uh, Peterborough will be joining Hull City in the Championship next year. And uh, Clark Harris, the the League One leading goal scorer, goal scorer playing yeah. for uh, for Peterborough and, and Wyke uh, in second place playing for uh, for Sunderland. Yeah, you see the thing is with, with Peterborough, they've always done well by going lower down and giving yeah, <coughs> giving uh, good players out of the uh, Conference League, mm. you know. Uh, and they've had a couple of or two or three promotions under Ferguson's on and off. Yeah, because he's been sacked a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, as he keeps but he going back, seems doesn't he? To be comfortable uh, at Peterborough. Mm. Sometimes there are managers that are a good fit with a football club, and yeah. the manager at times, does believe, and you have to believe in your own ability and your own confidence, that he can go and manage at a higher level. But sometimes it doesn't work out for them. But fortunately, with um, with Peterborough, they've allowed him to, re- to return, like the prodigal son, on a, on a number of occasions, which is yeah. quite rare in football, isn't it? I think they do get on. Uh, yeah. Does that... Uh, well, Gavin, 
I know it's Darren, whatever his name is, an Irish guy, isn't he? Yeah, it is, yeah. He, McCantona, he isn't it? Darren yeah, Dara McCantona, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, he has sacked Ferguson a couple of times, but he's always brought him back, mm. you know. Uh, but he does try and play football. I mean, he surprised me as uh, Ferguson because I thought he would have done really, you know, done better than what he has done. Yeah. I'm not saying he has done bad, yeah. you know, but when he went to when he went to Preston, I thought he did, he, he, he had done better. He did mm. okay at Doncaster. Um, but don't forget when he first broke into management, with, and I'm not trying to be funny or clever or anything like that because I quite like him. Yeah, you would expect him to do a little bit better than some of them because, regardless of what anybody says, his name would have got him people on loan at that level. 100%. Players on loan, 100%. You know? I mean, I try to be fair with it and honest with it. Yeah, but I do like Ferguson. I thought, you know, I thought he'd done well at Doncaster, he's done well at Peterborough. But for some unknown reason, he didn't do particularly well at Preston, which, mm. you know, but some players, you can see some players go to certain clubs and you just it's just not the fit. I went to Sheffield United, it was the same thing. It just did not seem right. Yep. No, as a footballer, whether, whoever you support, I mean, I'm a big Wednesday fan, playing for Wednesday and going to United. I mean, I did it at Derby uh, and, for, and uh, Forest. Well, at Forest, then went to Derby. Mm-hmm. I went that long. The funny thing is, I weren't that long at Derby. And I weren't that long at Sheffield United, but I liked it at Derby. At Sheffield United, it just didn't fit. It yeah. just didn't seem right, I and mean, yeah. it just it, it weren't the fit for me, mm. you know. And the, and the quicker I, uh, I could get out, the better. And and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's being comfortable in your surroundings, comfortable yeah. in that team with your teammates, and comfortable with the philosophy of your manager. Oh, that's the, that's the big that's the big one. The yeah. philosophy. I mean. Exactly. And you, you had a manager that wasn't really conducive to what you got to offer a football club. Well, I mean, he didn't buy me. The the owner bought me the Reg Brill, so that was yeah. always going to be a, a, an awkward moment, you know. Mm-hmm. It turned out that it turned out that way. It often does. I've always been of the firm uh, opinion that there's only one person that buys a player at a football club and that's the manager and the chairman's well, job yeah the chairman's do. job is to raise money to allow yeah. the manager to manage i just don't understand and i think these days it gets even worse and lots of managers in the modern game now are first team coaches they're not managers it, it just beggars belief and then they have a, a director of football that comes above them buys the players with the chairman and the manager is well the coach is supposed to get a tune out of some players when clearly he doesn't fancy them and yeah. i just think it's a recipe and a, and a road to disaster it's no, I just think it's it's it, it to me it's not surprising that football or some football clubs are in the state that they're in because of the way that they run their football club. Well, you you're ninety nine point nine percent right there. But whether we call them a manager or coach, whatever you want to call them, yep. his main job is or his main priority is is to get the best out of the players that, that he that he's got. Absolutely. Right, mm. and it's far too many of them. And I've seen it enough times where mm. the coaches or the managers, you know, I've seen some lads not even cause an ounce of trouble, and they've been made to go and train with the youth team. Yeah, you know, that's never going to work because it's always going to backfire somewhere along down down the line. You know, so a manager's job is to get the best out of the players. You know, coaching. Uh, what type of coaching is, is going to suit your type of player? Yep. So all that will go against you if you don't get it right. You know, 
the kid who, who takes over, Ryan Mason, takes over Tottenham. I mean, what a stupid thing to do, to say. Ridiculous. You know, he'll be an, uh, a university edu- educated guy, well, uh, Daniel Levy, mm. right? Uh, he's been in the game long enough, right? And then he sacks Mourinho, whether he's, you know, whether whether Mourinho's doing right or wrong at this moment in time. It's a cup final. Yeah. You know, and he's capable. We all know he's capable, Mourinho. Whatever football he plays or, what you know, whether we like it or not, he's capable of gaining a result. He's proved it. The put, the put a kid in who's an intelligent kid. Yeah. Right? That was never going to work. Can you imagine him going to, right, uh, to uh, Harry Kane? Are you fit, Harry? Mm. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. You know, he came off the, on, on Sunday. By the way, I'm not saying he weren't fit. And I'm not blaming Kane. Yeah. Right, but he played no different. He's played no different to how Jose Mourinho was being played. Yeah, he played two only midfield players. Yep. Tottenham were absolutely shocking. Mm. Now, listen, I'm the first one. I'm not, you know, experience to me means nothing. That's me. It's only my opinion. Yeah, nobody else's opinion. That's my opinion. Right. Ryan Mason had a chance to go and say, right, we're going to go out and have a go at Man. I'm not going to get the job, but I'm going to have a go at Manchester City. Yeah. People now have seen what type of coach is going to be. Mm. I mean, I look at coaching. A lot of coaches, they they, 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 they tell players, you've got to be in, in training, you've got to be bang on it. You know, you can't just switch on and off, so you've got to be bang on in training, and then you'll take that onto the pitch. Well, managers, what the managers do, they play a lot of it, these elite teams, right? And all they're doing is playing two only midfield players in defensive football. Yeah. And then they expect team the team then when they're playing a West Brom or when they're playing the Sheffield United to go and try and win a to try and win a football match. Mm. They, they can't change from from one philosophy to another. No, you can't. The reason why they play defensive football is not to lose a match, you know, Gabby. Mm. West Brom don't they play defensive football because uh, they play Manchester City to lo- you know to lose a match, not to uh, not to lose a match. They play not to get beat five 0 mm. That's why they play that way. Yeah. Nothing else. Mm. I'm convinced of that now. I am convinced of it. You know, because they know that they know whatever way they play against Manchester City, eight times, nine times out of ten, Manchester City is going to win or the Man Uniteds are going to win. Yep. Right? Because that's the way how they play. Mm. And so there's neg- negative thoughts in, in already into players' heads. You know, so we all know that, you know, West Brom eight to nine times out of ten will, will not win the game. But if you do not attack, or when I say attack, you've got to be able to defend. Yep. Right? So, they blame anyone barring their own, barring their coaching. Because when you look at their coaching and they play two only midfield players, that's telling me that the, the back four is not good enough. Absolutely, and yeah. They, and then they give the excuse of mm. this. They come out with the statement, then. Uh, I pick players what I can rely on. So, they're not so Jack Grealish what can win a game for you is not going to play because if we play Manchester City we want to play defensive holding uh, mid, two, two midfield players and like that's, he did yeah. the week it's pathetic and that's pathetic. what it, that's what he will do in the Euros he will oh. play two holding midfield players Jack so, Grealish yeah. I think has got no chance the, there's there's talk that they're going to allow uh, 26, aren't they, rather than 23. But when Gareth was asked last time, he didn't want it. Why would you not want three extra players to take to the Euros? If you were off, it's like being offered 20 quid or a tenner and say, I'll have the tenner. If you've got the chance well, of having 26 it, over 23, 
You've got to take 26. Well, I wouldn't, and I'll tell you the reason why. And I understand. I understand it. Yeah. I don't. I think the big clubs need it. Really big. Really need a bigger squad. Yeah. What comes with that, Gabby? There's a lot of upset. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but it's only a tournament, so you see. Yeah. But for, for me, I would believe in myself. So the, the three major midfield players I would play anyway would be Grealish, Mount and Fodden. Yes, I'm here. And, I, and, I, I'd work, yeah. and I'd work out who's going to be play there when I say the oldie midfield player. Uh because Mount's good going forward, Jack's good going forward, and Fodden's good going forward. Mm. Right? But I think we've got capable of defenders what can defend. Yeah. Right? But one of them can sit anyway. Yeah. An, an interchange. Interchangement like the Barcelona's and the, 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 the Spanish teams do. Swap around. Do. Just don't lose the ball. Because you've got, they've got intelligent footballers. Yeah. Now, for me, I wouldn't take 26 because people, regardless what people say they want to go. Right? But I guarantee you there'll be a lot, there'll be a lot of players there sulking and got disrupting disrupting it. Mm, yeah. Especially if things go wrong. Yeah. Right? Be brave. Pick pick. Pick what you well, pick what you think is going to be the best squad. Yeah. The problem is he's going to be picking more defensive players. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So those three that I would play, mm. uh, Madison would definitely go. Yeah. And uh, the first game or in training would tell me whether Jack's not performing well or Mount's not performing well or Foden and then if one of them weren't performing then I wouldn't be frightened to play Madison yeah absolutely yeah you know yeah. The, the, the press pick our team you know it as much as our team because the, you know you, you either get the managers what are, are fearful or you got the the managers what uh, lick the backsides of some of the press yep. so they don't get the, the abuse mm -hmm. you know so for me I wouldn't take 26 but I get what you're saying is yeah because it does. I, I know, Gabby, I've seen it. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, we did not have um, big squads like they've got nowadays. There would be players ready to be injured because the manager's not picking them when they really needed them. Yep. You know, there'd be players turning up like, you know, I mean, the thing about me, I was first in and last away. Yeah. So I didn't like the way we played with Jack, but I gave 100%. But a lot of players will not, not a lot. There are some mm. players who don't do. So one thing you don't want for a short period of time in, in, in tournaments is having people there what may, may, may cause some disruption. Yeah. You've got to handle that. I understand that, right? But you've only got a few games anyway, mm. right? If you Why place... don't you give yourself another bigger headache of what... Yeah. Because you know as well as I do, Gabby be wanting to pick his team. I'll be wanting to pick my team, mm. right? But the biggest ones, the influence ones, is the biggest influence is, is the press. Yeah. So why didn't he play? Why? So I wouldn't take the, the, the twenty six or twenty three. What is it? A fortnight? Is it a month? Um, month? I think it's probably going to be over three to four weeks. We're going to yeah. look at the Euros uh, in more depth next week, TC. Yeah, so I have got the charts and we'll go through where England are in the groups when they're yeah. playing. There's extra games. So if England win the group, they stay at Wembley. But we'll yeah. have a look at that more next week. Happy 80th birthday, by the way, to Jeff Vowden. Go on. No, he's 80, 80 today, Jeff Vowden. 
I don't but who, who did he play for? Oh blimey, Jeffy played for um Forrest. He was oh, yeah, he, he was uh, very instrumental in the development of uh, Ian Storymore while he was at Nottingham yeah. Forest. And then um he went to Birmingham City, had a great career at Birmingham City. I think he was two goals off being a centurion at Birmingham. We don't do centurions very well at Birmingham, but he almost was one. And was he a manager then at Forest? No, he, he, he played at Forest. He was a younger player right. at, at, at Forest, went to uh, went to Birmingham and, um, and then went to Aston Villa across the city and he, had a great career at Villa as well. well the Birmingham teams, what I can remember... Would be um, Latchford, but he played for. Oh, he was, he was well before that. Uh, Atten. Yeah, he was before that. Atten, yeah, but some, 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 this one, the Graham uh, Gordon Taylor. Yep. Trevor Francis. Yep. You know, uh, there'll be a couple more I could think of when I start to think of them. So when you said his name, it just didn't ring a bell. Yeah, no, yeah. he's a little bit older than than those boys. Yeah. Um, I got an idea. But, he left for Villa in about '68. But, but I might right. be wrong. Round, round about that time, it was kind of like uh, late 60s, early. He played, I believe he played in the third division with Villa, not being a Villa supporter. I'm not um, too clear on uh, on Bowden's Villa career, but I do remember him playing there round about the same time as Andy Lockhead played yep. in the uh, in the third division. Andy Lockhead, Villa. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great, uh, a great, great, great club. Leicester and Burnley, no, Andy Lockhead, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And while we're still talking of Villa, uh, my magic moments TC this week was Keenan Davis's goal. We uh, I went with the boys to watch uh, Aston Villa in the Witten Arms. So uh, it was like a, a football away day, although it was at home. We could throw a stone onto Villa Park, not that we would, but we couldn't go inside Villa Park, but we could go inside, outside, inside the pub. We were actually outside the pub, but inside. It's, yeah. it's just ridiculous, surreal times. Greatest, yeah, absolutely. It was just mad. We're going to Villa Park. We've been dropped off at Villa Park. We can't go inside Villa Park, but we can go inside a pub next to Villa Park and watch the Villa. Yeah. Oh, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Wesley's come back. It's good to see Wesley. Uh, coming back, always good to see a player coming back from injury. And yeah. Mateus Pereira's performance, I thought he was superb. And I think Albion do look as though they're going to go down if they don't keep hold of them. Uh, hold, not hold keep of hold him. Of no, I wouldn't have thought so. If I was Dean Smith, I'd be looking at trying to uh, move him in at Villa Park. I think he's a tremendous player. And that free kick that he, he took, just almost hit the bar and crept under. Just just a, a great player of immense ability. He'd fit in well with Jack. Well, when, when you look at players like that, what's going to create goals out of nothing? Absolutely. They have to be in the team. Yeah, of course they do. Some of these, we don't want to play them. Having said that, uh, I will give Sam Allardyce a bit of credit because usually Sam would have not played something like him. Yeah, yeah. And have gone more defensive to try yeah. and you know to uh, try and not to lose games, you mm-hmm. know. But you're right. I mean, he's 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 definitely a Premier League player, him without a doubt. And it was a decent game for a, for a Midlands derby as well, two two. Um, I didn't see it all. I saw clips of it. Yeah, well, the boys went absolutely bombing in this pub when they scored the equalising goal. I was the only one that just stayed calm. <laughs> It last two minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the last year, almost the last kick of the game. And uh, Tom's been saying for like, he'll never score that Davis. He'll never score. He'll never score. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the lads actually tapped him on the back and said, 
He just did. <laughs> and Man City's fourth League Cup win on the spin. Uh, a first for a, uh, for, for a manager in this country. Pep Guardiola was the first. I know Liverpool won it four on the spin back in the day, but that was with two different managers. Different managers yeah, yeah, this was uh, Pep Guardiola. So, uh, so well done to Manchester City. He's a great manager. He Whatever he goes and he tries to win it. Absolutely. And we were trying to think of who was the last team to beat Manchester City in the League Cup because they've won it four years on the spin. So you, you're probably going back to, what, about 2016, aren't you? It's quite ridiculous. I'm not sure. No, what I'm not. What did Man United? I have no idea. I, d- I don't know. But um, as I say, um, it, I'll have a look at that and see if I can dig it out I'm for, for next to, week, TC. I'm going to have a look at that. Uh, give us a, a mention to our socials as well. You can join us at Current View on Twitter, The Current View on Facebook, and we have got a group. And on Instagram, The Current View. TC, on this day in 1974, what happened? Well... It all depends because the, uh, I know not. We spoke about this last week, but I don't know if you're talking about um, Doncaster nearly uh, knocking Liverpool out of the FA Cup, where Liverpool went on to beat Newcastle. Yeah, that was earlier. But the, but the Forest and, and, and Newcastle, uh, there was a pitch invasion. So what? Else, were you trying to get to not the not the Poland England game was it? No, that was in October. The Forest game against Newcastle was in March. On this day in 1974, Manchester City beat Manchester United by a goal to nil, scored by the King Dennis Law. Yeah. That uh, I believe they only Delegated played 87 yeah, minutes. Uh, yeah, it wasn't just that goal that relegated them. Results no. went the wrong way for United, and ultimately, Man United got I relegated. See, I can see the goal in my head. I can see Dennis Law turning around with his with his shirt sleeved over his knuckles yep. and just thinking, "What have I just done here?" Absolutely. And where was he after the final whistle? Go on. He was sitting in the Manchester United dressing room. (laughs) Yeah, that would never happen today, would it? No, it wouldn't. Uh, Jimmy Callaghan told me uh, told me that Dennis was in there, inconsolable. Um, But that's that's football, isn't it? Tommy Doherty, he'd um, he'd sold Dennis at the beginning of the season to uh, to City. We started his career, didn't he, at City? City, Yeah. yeah. Well, Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't start it at City. His, 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 his Manchester career, he played at City oh, before Manchester. United, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was up at Huddersfield, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. His, his Manchester career, I mean, like, you know, because yeah. he was, although he was, you know, Dennis was a great player, no matter where he, he played, but when he come to Manchester, his, his, his career really blossomed, didn't it, and really kicked on and, and yeah. then went on to... Uh, to win so many things in the game, European Cup 68, and, and within six seasons, Manchester United were relegated, which nicely brings us on to Book Corner in association with my book, myfootballbooks.com. First recommendation by the guys this week, TC. Too good to go down. The inside story of Manchester United's relegation by Wayne Barton. Right. Is that the... Is that what is that what you were talking about when 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 United got relegated in seventy four? Absolutely, yeah. Well, so because I've heard that punchline before about teams 
too good yes. to go down and yeah. if teams have gone down. Well, Forest, know. it was levelled at Forest. It was levelled yeah. at West Ham. It was levelled at Leeds United. You know, yeah. you can, well, you can look at teams and think they are too good to go down. But ultimately, they go down. But United, fortunately for... Uh, for, for the faithful and for Doxy and the players, they bounced straight back up and um, had a couple of uh, decent seasons under Tommy Doherty before he got the sack and ended up at Derby County where you were, TC. Well, I mean, I, 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 I like Doherty. Yeah. There's a lot of players don't. And I understand that because not all players will like Guardiola. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of players, I mean, my, my idol... Um, my idol, uh, George Best, completely hated him. Yeah. You know. Mm. Uh, but that was a good Man United team. He got with the couple and Elbow then who were playing attacking football. Yeah. And like you said, I got him at Derby County. Uh, Derby County got him at the wrong time. Yeah, they did. And, uh, it was the wrong time to go to, 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 to Derby for a doc because, again, I'll, I'll repeat it, and I've repeated it enough times now to say that Derby County was the best team Yep. Players I played with. Yep. They were the best. And they were nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But with a with a top manager, right? Or with with Doc having his head right. Yeah. Um they they, they should have won trophies, major trophies. When you look at McFarland, Todd, Nish, Langan, Buckley, Daly, uh Rio, Masson, mm. myself, Charlie George. Uh, Gordon Hill, Jerry Ryan, great squad. Yeah, great, great squad. Uh, but it was a wrong time for for Doc because to do what he did. Uh, I mean, he's not the first one to have an affair. Yep. Right. He's not the first one to have an affair with a football club. Yep. Right. But that's where you're going to get the most stick. And every ground we played at, whether it be home or away. You know, the fans used to chant, who's up Mary Brown? You yeah. know, and yeah. it was horrible. As a player, it was horrible. It, yeah. it was horrible for for Mary Brown herself. Mm. You know, um, and when you get that type of pressure constantly, it's going to affect you, and it, it definitely affected Doc. It was quite I mean, a... he For me, he should have kept, kept himself out of the game for a for a good six or seven months. It was quite incredible, really, because, I mean, OK, it was the physio's wife, but you would have thought that, I mean, had that have happened today, I don't think the manager would leave. I think probably the physiotherapist would leave. Uh, no, seemed... I, no, I think that there, there was, you wouldn't get away with that today, Gabby. No. No, you wouldn't get... You would never get, No way would you get away with that today, I guarantee you that. The, 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 the political correctness wouldn't lay, allow, allow it. Yeah. You know, I understand where you're coming from. You would definitely not get away with that today. Yeah, it just seemed a, a, a really mad one that um, that the doc. It, the... it was. I mean, you know, uh, but it, it was Man United mad. Yeah. You know, when everything was like when it was mentioned, everything he mentioned was just um, Man United. Yeah. Man United this and Man United. And that. he just won the FA Cup as well. I had neither beat Liverpool two one. Yeah. Yep. Just a, yep. just an absolutely surreal time for uh, for Tommy Doherty. Yeah, God rest him. Uh, I had the pleasure of uh, the Doc's company uh, a couple yep. of years back at, uh, at a do over in the Black Country. 
And uh, he was uh, absolutely first class, top man. Uh, I tell you what, after dinner speaker, you know, I mean, he was a good manager. Guys, anybody says he was a good oh, manager. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like. He was comedian, wasn't he as well, Doctor? What oh, a personality! Funny, yeah. Funny. And then after dinner speaker, he was better than the comedians. Yeah, he was. He was superb, the doc. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Got yeah. gifted, Gab. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, second is Steve Perryman, a spur forever, my Lily White. And blue life forward by uh, Glenn Hoddle, and I've got to say I've got this book in front of me. I'm going to be doing a uh, a podcast, um, an in depth interview with Steve Perryman, looking at Brilliant. his career. And what was that interview you put on the other day? That was, oh, I was that. TC. It was incredible, wasn't it? I mean, Steve's got his own podcast, but he done one with uh, with with Alan, and uh, and I'd phoned up Al and said that Al, that was just a fantastic interview with Steve Perryman, listening to you guys talking about, you know, the Welsh Harp and the early days and your career in football. It was just riveting listening. And I says it was just different class. And I messaged Steve as well and uh, said exactly the same to him. And I said, look, I'd be highly delighted and honoured if uh, I could do an interview with you someday. So he said, yep, not a problem. So I've got Steve's yeah. book in front of me. And I've got to say... Give him my regards, you know, because I've played against him a few times. Yeah, will do, will do. We've and got he, him played, the... he, played, he played with one of my, well, some one of my friends. He wanted my brother's friends more than my friend, but I, I knew him really well what, what was... Well, Civil, I didn't know Peter as much. Okay, but yeah. I knew, but I knew Civil, you know, really well. Yeah. Uh, so give Steve my regards when you, when you do your podcast. Will do, TC. But say this book is an absolute work of art. Uh, 25 quid. Picture of Steve coming out the uh, the tunnel as a young'un. And uh, on the back, a recent photograph of Steve Perryman. If I said to you, TC, you'd pay 40, 50 quid for this book, you would, because it's just got absolutely everything in it. There's photographs, the, there's um, the, 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 the writing uh, is co-wrote it. Because, again, as a footballer, you're a footballer, you've got all these memories and you you know, you know, need somebody to work with you to write it down, as you've done with uh, with John Brindley. John Brindley, yeah. And, and he's done this with, uh, with Adam Powley. And there's, there's there's just shirts, there's memorabilia, there's letters, there's there's just absolutely everything that you would want to read about Steve Perryman is in this book of uh, of about three hundred pages, and uh, just a fa- I'm looking forward to trying to get round to read it because as you know I buy lots of these books, support the authors and the players. But uh, but but struggle to find time to read it. So uh, that was uh, forever a spur, a spur, sorry, a spur forever. Steve Perryman, and finally in book corner this uh, week, Tim Quelsh, an end of innocence. We've talked about it on uh, book corner before. The watershed season of 1959-60, and that, that's another book that I've got in my library. Jimmy Greaves was England's most uh, prodigious goal scorer of the 50s and 60s. In his autobiography, Greavesy writes that the 1959-60 English football season was the final year of the game's age of innocence. And that's pretty much how that book was born. So looking forward to uh, to reading that. Well, I mean, obviously I can't remember that early part. Um, I can't remember the Tottenham team what won the, the double in... Um, uh, 61. 61, 61, yeah. whatever it was. 
and the football they were supposed to play. Uh, 1959, Nottingham Forest went uh, won the FA Cup. Yeah. And the reason why I know that because John Quigley was the assistant manager at, at Doncaster. Yeah. And he played in that cup final. Yeah. Um, but we've had teams that's played some good football, but we've always had, we've always had um, a lot of teams. What's ruined, I think, ruined our game mm-hmm. uh, when we should have gone on and kicked on because we they say that we showed the world how to play football but there's little arguments somewhere along the line isn't there but if, if we weren't the first we were in the top three you know and so we should have progressed everybody seemed to have caught us up and, 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 got, and gone past us yeah you know when you look at teams like Turkey, we, we would hammer them teams at one time a yeah, day I think even in my lifetime we'd be nine to play them teams now yeah, yeah. you know I mean, when, when Iceland beat us, Iceland of all teams beat us in the European Championship. Was it European Championships? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just glad we never played farm food in that same tournament. <laughs> <laughs> really? But, you know, there's nobody likes England to win more than me. There's nobody likes England culture to, bet, uh, to do well. I really do. Absolutely. But we've, we've been left behind. We've been left behind. Topics of the week, TC. Um, I want to talk about two topics. The Premier League Hall of Fame. Why? We've got an English Football Hall of Fame. And also the Youth Cup. But as we just mentioned, Steve, let's just um, briefly indulge in Time Vault in conjunction with footballmastersmagazine.com. Steve Perryman, MBE. Born on the same day as me, Mum. Uh, 21st of December. But she was born a few years before 1951. It was the same year as uh, as Alan Hudson. He went to Spurs from 69 to 86. He played 866 games in total, scoring 39 goals. Well, listen, we all know what a what a player he was. You know, for him to play a couple of games like that for for, for England, yeah. Absolutely, it's a disgrace, a completely disgrace. Yeah, and you know, regardless of what people say to me, he he would have wanted an arm around him. Yeah, so yeah. Look, you're our main. We're going to build a team around you, and we should have built a team around them. Curry, every club, these players should have been the team should have been built around them. Yeah, not left out of the teams as you know we can't rely on them because all it is is managers and coaches afraid. Afraid to lose games. Of course, and it blame is. Blame anyone but themselves. Absolutely. On that podcast with with audience Steve Perryman, Steve actually played um, seventeen games for the uh, under twenty threes from seventy two to seventy five. He said, I "Remember that game that I played behind you and Tony Curry, and I, it was just a joy to watch you two play." You know, and and you look at that midfield trio there of Perryman, Curry, and uh, and, and Alan Hudson. What a fantastic. Uh, Trio, but but never played at, a, at Together, that, in that international league. level. Yeah, in the uh, in the first team. He, well, that's out. Well, that's out. I just I just don't know. Dennis Mortimer, another one. I'm doing in the, uh, a podcast with Dennis tomorrow. Again, another great player. I mean, Steve did play for the first team. He played once in 1982, and um, Dennis didn't, of course, didn't play. So when you look at Dennis Mortimer, Steve Perryman, and Alan Hudson. Three England caps between the three players. 
Oh, really? It is an an absolute disgrace. And then you get, say, and I'm just going to pick three three names. David Batty, um, David Batty, Colton Palmer and Phil Neville. And I bet you they've had about 150 between the three of them. It's just unbelievable. And England wonder why, and the fans wonder why, we've never won nothing. But Steve left and went to Oxford, played a season at Oxford, uh, 86-87, 17 no goals, and then played as player manager at Brentford, uh, a team that he used to go and watch as a boy, QPR and Brentford, from 87 to 90. He did well, you know, didn't he? Yeah, he done all right. I'll tell you what, he went to Japan and had a great time with Ozzy. I listened to that podcast and yeah. uh, it, were, it were only the Aussie. Yeah. It would be an Aussie uh, wanting to be his assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was saying is, what, people said to me, would I coach? No, I wouldn't coach anywhere. Yeah. I've only coached kids because of job, but I wouldn't coach anywhere else because I want to be... You can't make... You cannot have an influence on the team if you're not the manager. Mm. So... Um, but then Ozzy went to uh, back into Europe, Croatia. I think he said he went, um, and he and he took over for yeah. a couple of years and did really well. But he yeah. he came back. He didn't seem to be bothered about managing over here again, did he? Went down to Exeter and and helped them out. Yeah, I mean, he's just an all round decent guy who loves football. And I was listening to one because he's done a podcast with Graham Sooners as well, and they were talking about the old days. And again, I'm just like Joe. Jaw open, just listening, just fantastic. Mm. So I didn't realise they played. What, in the... Has he done that podcast as soon as is it his podcast? He's done another. He's, do, he's done another podcast when they had the international break. They uh, they done a podcast uh, together and they were talking about because Graham played in played the in yeah he played in the uh, nineteen yeah nineteen seventy youth cup final he, he against Coventry. Yeah, he would have played with uh, Steve Perryman there. Yeah, did he played in the final when they were kids? He was only yeah. uh, he come down as a fifteen year old lad, and uh, they they were talking about them good old days. And then Steve also some he he went on the pitch um, at Tottenham when Glenn wasn't very well, and yeah. the, the the guy who's like the PA he, he says you know what makes Glenn Oddle so special, and he says he just had supreme confidence in his own ability he said one of the first times that I played with Glenn you know like Steve's captain of Tottenham and um and and, and he got the ball and he looked up looking for a pass Glenn was marked so he passed it to someone else and then they're playing through the game and Glenn Oddle's gone over to him and says why don't you pass that ball to me he said well I seen you got a couple of players on you Glenn so I passed it elsewhere I thought about it but I passed it elsewhere and Glenn said just pass me the fucking ball (laughs) (laughs) and and he swore actually on White Hart Lane and and in fact his missus phoned him up and said Steve are you drunk and he says no but I had to say that because that's exactly what Glenn said said to me on the pitch that's what Glenn Ardle was all about you know, he said, he, you know, off the pitch he was different, but on the pitch, pfft, I, listened, I, what I, listened, I listened to him, I listened to the interview, to yeah. the podcast. Yeah. And like he said, he said, I got it. He said, I wasn't a bad player myself, he said, but I got it. And yeah. I knew we could do something special. That's why I gave it to him. Yeah, absolutely. And we should have. But, I mean, he has said that, the, you know, he had problems with managers. Yeah. Well, 
but what surprised me, Glenn Hoddle did the same thing. Yes, I know, yeah. Hoddy did with, say um, that, yeah. With um, Matt, Matt Letizia. Matt Letizia in Gaza. Gaza, yeah. What do you find yeah. strange? Mm-hmm. I know that's what they, 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 Uddy says that. You know, But again, he said about Borley. I mean, Borley done something similar, right? He, he done all right with Southampton. But there were a, a number of occasions that Borley wasn't a, a, a great success as a manager at other teams. Yeah. You know, and sometimes... I think he done all right at Portsmouth and, and, and Southampton it was, wasn't it? He certainly done but, great at Southampton know, because, I mean, again... I was, I went to Blackpool and watched the training and he was so frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he phoned me up he says, uh, have you got a day off this week? We used to get Wednesday off. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd go up Tuesday and they'd be in Wednesday then. Yeah. You know, uh, and if sometimes if you got two days off, then I'd stop up and I'd watch him train. And uh, I was at a midweek match. I think they had a player called Doyle play for him. Yeah. And he was ranting and raving about him being being a good player. And then two days later, he said, I realised he weren't good enough to have it. He said, I can't understand why they can't pass a ball. Yeah. He said, I'm praising him for his work rate. But it's the work rate. He said, everybody goes on about work rate. You've got to have players what can get a, get around the pitch. Mm. You've got to have players what's got a, a football brain. Yeah. What sees, not only the pass early, but sees danger when you haven't got the ball early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're on that football field, with or without the ball, you've got to have a look. So if you get the ball, yeah. you want to say, right, I've got a few options here, mm-hmm. right? And when we haven't got the ball, I've got a three or four options which causes a problem. Yeah. I need to be in a position where I can cut that out. Absolutely. That's what, that's what makes a great player stand out. Yeah. You know, I mean, my, my biggest problem in, in, in my football career was me, nobody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I didn't give a damn whether I played for Halifax mm-hmm. or Everton. Yeah. People will people find it strange, right? It's just that everybody's different, Gabby. Everybody's mm-hmm. different, you know. Yeah. I mean, I had two bad injuries, what didn't help, but don't get me wrong, you know. But everywhere that I went, we had some form of success. Mm-hmm. And I, it didn't take me long to settle down. I settled down straight away. Yeah. But it is frustrating for managers. I mean, when you look at all the top managers, what we have, but we uh, top players we've had. Majority of them don't make they, they don't make managers at all. For mm. some unknown reason, what causes? Mm. Well, I do yeah. what causes it. Mm. They expect people to be as good as what they do, and then they start at the lower lower end of football, which is even worse. And then because they can't do it, then they'll go that they'll go that direct route way. Yeah. Uh, and that you know that doesn't work for them. So when you look at them, we. Our top players have not really made good managers at all, have they? No, it, it it's it is quite um, it's yeah, uncanny, and it's uncanny because they're losing. I know what it is, mate. Yeah, but but when you when you look at English football, and if we was now to name our six most successful football managers, you know, you would you uh, listen, you would have to put Fergie. I'll name them because the only reason why I can name them is because of uh, the way how they play football. Yeah, Fergie. Right? So, I mean, you've got the kid at Tottenham, Nicholson. Yeah, Bill, right? Bill Nick, yeah. They play, they play terrific football. Yeah. Right? You've got Bob Paisley. The team were pr- practically built by Bill Shanker. But yeah. Bob Paisley won three European Cups. 
all played football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got Don Revy. Yeah. Won everything in the game. Yeah. Had a nightmare for England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You've got Brian Clough. Right. Mm. What you know? Now all them won major trophies. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, that's four. Now the the Bertie me we Arsenal. Double winner. Yeah. Right. That's five. Mm. Then I'll be I'll be going back because the only reason why I know him not because. I saw these teams play. Will we'll be Herbert Chapman, who, who did a treble with Huddersfield and a treble with Arsenal. Yeah. You know. But the other five uh, all played decent football. I mean, Arsenal weren't a boring. They were more boring mm. under, under uh, George Graham than any other manager yeah. for Arsenal. But but when you look at the managers, then you've got Tony Waddington. I mean, he won a, a league um, a league cup. At Stoke, yeah. But if Waddington had been a Chelsea manager or a Man United, oh, absolutely. He, because he 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 wanted players to play football. He yeah, wanted George yeah. Best to play football. So I think if he'd have got one of the major big clubs, right? Uh, and you could say, well, Cluffy, did, well, Cluffy always had money whenever mm. he went Derby. I mean, he spent money at Derby, but Sam Longson didn't want him to spend. Yeah. But he spent it anyway. Yeah. You know, so all these other managers have all been able to buy top players. Mm. I mean, I bet he couldn't believe it when he got the chance to buy um, Alan Hudson in his prime. Okay. You know, because... Yeah. They were the only one that came in for him. I mean, how unlucky, were, how unlucky were Stoke not to win the league that year? I think they were four points off it in yeah. uh, 74-75 season. Unbel- un- unbelievable. Yeah. Right. And then he bought Gordon Banks. Oh, he bought, he, so, Waddington bought some great players. Great players. I mean, uh, if, he, if, he uh, if, he, if he could have got them at a younger age, yeah, you know, they were getting them at the wrong time, but they yeah. still could play. Mm-hmm. You know, so they would be the top six managers, uh, I would say. Now you tell me, you tell me, top English manager. Uh, I mean, people said to me, Howard Wilkinson. Yeah. Me, Absolutely. Just an organ, just organised football. Yeah. You know, and the one league, the one league title at uh, at Leeds, Man United threw it away that year. Mm-hmm. Threw it away like Newcastle threw it away when Man United won it, right? And then what happened to them in uh, the following year in the European Cup? Knocked out straight away by Glasgow Rangers. Yeah. It wasn't straight away, you know, when when they came up against Glasgow Rangers, who then were a, a powerful team in, 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 in what is say a powerful, could compete because all the money was it was shared around with everyone, weren't it? Yeah. You know, where where now is that I mean the Scottish two teams have no chance. Because mm. they can't they cannot buy the players. Yeah. They, they, they just they just can't do it. So <clears throat> it doesn't reasonably well in giving promotions and that did Wilkinson but what type of football legacy did he leave uh, I don't think he left one at all I, I couldn't stand watching his teams play I thought he was very negative very boring but well, going... when, he got the, when he got the England job people found out what it what all about him didn't they because he didn't last two minutes as England job manager did he I know he took a temporary charge but you know if he'd done alright they would have given him job but it, it just shows you. Well, he would certainly fit the bill because <laughs> he's that type that the, the, the FA 
um, like to employ. But but when we're looking at six of the greatest players that we've seen in the in this country, those managers wouldn't wouldn't be those players, would they? No. You know, but and, and this is it. Great managers don't necessarily have to be great players, but I do no. I do think that having great players working with the next generation and passing on the tricks of their trade and their experience for me is an absolute necessity uh, within a football club. That well, that makes me I just don't understand that. Again, for instance, well, Terry Curran, Tom Stanley. But you've got to you've got to blame you've got to blame the players for that the, the ex players for that because they and I, what do we mean by by blaming them? Mm. I look at they either want to manage or they don't want to coach. Yeah. So that's why that's why they won't do that. And there was never, there were never enough money money in it, right? They could earn more money by going and working uh, away from football. They could earn more money work. They could do a coaching unless they were the manager. Yeah. And they've got no influence on it. Now, the problem with becoming a manager, you've got to be ruthless and make tough decisions. And some of them, like the Bobby Charlton's, Jack were ruthless. Yeah. Jack were ruthless. Mm. I mean, nowadays, it would have formed a bullying. Yeah. Right? But that's, but I'm not knocking that because it's that's how life work was. Yep. You know, it's all changed now. But Bobby Charlton weren't like Jack. Bobby was a quiet spoken man. Mm. Jack could come in and throw a cup at you. Yeah. We ought to in it. Yeah. You know. Um and that's how it was all like in my day and, and, and days before that. You know, where people were but even your teammates. I've seen teammates get hold of some lads. If a manager get a lad in the, and is lip is lip the, the manager back. Yeah. I've seen I've seen some lads get older from a place and <laughs> pin them up the side at wall. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So there's lots of things what, what makes them fail. I mean, they should never work work go, go down and work with, with lesser players because that's just frustrating. Yeah. Make no mistake. But the problem in our game, there's only there's only a few and far between can can win can win titles. You know, and in the Premier League, even that there's only two or three can win it. Absolutely. Have Tottenham as an arsenal at this moment in time. Um, you can have top, top, Tottenham and Arsenal at this moment in time. They can't win it. The, t- the top three what could win it at this moment in time is is Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, but they've had a bad season this year, mm-hmm. and uh, Manchester City. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, Simon Stamos wrote about that they would be a big force. I think it's just the, they're either a year out or or because. I mean, Simon thought Chelsea would win it and Liverpool would be the or Chelsea would be the one to uh, put um, Liverpool under pressure. Yeah, Liverpool to be fair, I did this season as well. If Chelsea yeah. played well, they'll look a good team. Mm. Now, there's nobody wanting Frank Lampard to do well more than me because I want to see an English coach do well. Yeah. The, this guy here, Thomas... Um, Tootle. Tootle. Right? Tootle uh, has met Chelsea... A different opposition altogether. Yeah. yeah yes, they are to beat, but at the same time, they play some terrific football. Absolutely, and playing Real Madrid tonight in the uh, the first leg of of I the Champions League. TC. Well, if, if Chelsea if Chelsea get through, yeah, Man City get through. This but, is not going to be an easy match for for, for Manchester City. But Manchester's no. got to get a, you know, you've got a machine of a of a team in Manchester City 
or can play football. It's yeah. not a, a vision machine. It's it's an entertaining machine. And then you've got you've got uh, Paris uh, Saint Germain. Uh, we've got two players. What can win a match with a breathtaking piece of brilliance in, in a flash? So that's going to be an in, in, interesting uh, interesting um, game tomorrow night. But I think Chelsea. No, for me, Chelsea will qualify. Mm. Right, uh, but if they play Manchester City, I think that would be a tougher match for for for, for Manchester City, Chelsea, than what Real Madrid. If if, if they get through, they've got to get beyond uh, Paris Saint Germain. This is going to be an intriguing game tomorrow. Oh, I think it's going to be a, a blinding game tomorrow. And if I was Chelsea, I would prefer to play Manchester City rather than Paris Saint Germain. I think when when they when they're flying, they fly. Uh, they are different class than that. Them, the front three that they've got, arguably the best in the world. And when they turn up, oh, God help you. But EFL updates, TC. <coughs> Norwich City have been promoted to uh, 44 93. And well, Watford we, as well. Can we, we, what, what, what I want to say is yep. we ought to congratulate Norwich on this. Oh, and, absolutely. And Norwich, I'm on about Norwich Football Club. Yep. Because, yes, uh, they've come back up, right? Uh, and what this guy's done. He's had two great promotions uh, and won two titles now in the championship with Norwich. Yeah. Norwich kept with him. Where manager, uh, other clubs sack managers yeah. when they go down. Mm. So, I'd like to congratulate Norwich themselves. Um, but uh, Farkin is, is, is there. Daniel Farker, yeah. Yeah, Farker. Um, done a brilliant job there, right? And make no mistake, it may not be next season, but I'll guarantee you. The following season, if they do come down when they go up this time, um, there'll be a stronger outfit for it. But I think there'll be a stronger outfit this time when they go up because, you know, they do look a, a really, really good quality team as Norwich. Oh, absolutely. And, and he, he hasn't changed, again, his philosophy, has he? he? No. Even when he's playing in the Premier League against the top players. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with City and done City, but they, they just couldn't score enough goals. Um made individual errors, kept leaking goals at the other end. And when you're in that or on that bad run in the Premier League, it can be very, very a very unforgiving place, well, can't it? I tell I tell Jock and Thomas that the two centre backs weren't good enough at that level. Yeah. You see And that's your problem. You've got to have defenders what can defend. Yep. You can play two old midfield players, but it's gonna make you weaker somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. If, if that team if that team gets an early goal, what you're defending against, then it becomes an awkward scenario. Yep. You've yep. got to try and change. And you've got to try and change your philosophy. You know, um, you've got to try and change your philosophy to try and get a result. And then you, it opens up and then you, you know, you can see it even more. So for me, I love the way how he, he plays his football. And I always thought he would do well. And that, listen, for me, I thought he did really, really well. Yes, he got relegated. Right, but they played. They showed that they could go toe to toe with these clubs. Right, uh, and yes, if, if they could have kept a few more clean sheets, they may have stopped up. But they'll come back a better club for it. Absolutely, TC and Watford joining them as well. Forty-four, eighty-eight, and well done to the manager Cisco Munoz. Or yeah. however you pronounce it. I mean, I still don't know who he is. <laughs> congratulate them because. How many teams got get relegated from the Premier League come straight back up? Absolutely. Watford have been terrific. 
But how, how mad at Watford? Play good football. How mad at Watford? Because we'd never heard of this fella before he turned up at, at Watford. Watford have a history of sacking managers. I mean, I think it was only last season or the season before. They'd done about four in one season, didn't they? But you Don't think they won't sack this manager. Don't think they won't sack this manager. Well, no, of course they will, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. same yeah, but but they they've they've done everything in terms of stability wrong, but they've got the right results and they've got back up into the the Premier League and good on I mean, them. Look what look what Abramovich is doing for Chelsea. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, right? yeah. Them, they've won the managers he sacked. Yeah, absolutely. He still sacked him. So I know it's crazy, isn't it? It's weird that, isn't it? Yeah, and Watford are very, very similar in 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 what they do to to Chelsea. Obviously, a different level, but um, their blueprints very similar. And you'd you'd think that both of those sides, the way that they run the club, would be unsuccessful, but they're not. Brentford, Bournemouth, Swansea, and Barnsley in the playoffs. So take one from those four. Brentford's uh, winning tonight, by the way. Peter. Yeah, but it doesn't make any difference, does no. it, with Brentford? Because they're they're in the playoffs. You say that. And I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I know home teams, advantage, yeah. Teams, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, you look at Brentford, played really well last season, didn't qualify, didn't go up with the automatic, yep. and then it's a bad patch going into playoffs. Yep. And then didn't go up. So yeah. for me, they need to keep trying, whoever they are, they've got to keep trying winning. Yeah, well, I mean, do you know what I do? It's no good going to them playoffs, you know. No, I, yeah, I I agree what you're saying there, but I think I would have rested most of my players and made sure they're all fit and well and ready for the for the playoffs because these games now just are dead rubbers for them. But what I would do is third place in the uh, in the in the championship, which at the moment is Brentford, would go straight to Wembley. Right, right. Well, in one sense, you're right. There Sorry, because go on. When you look at that, when you look at that. Really, for me, they finished third, so they should go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used you know, to in the olden I days, think, yeah. I think to get, you know, to say a, a team what finishes third and may not even get play, get to play off. Yeah. At Wembley, mm. is all wrong, you yeah. know, because what what's the game all about? Winning and promotion. Yeah. And if three teams go up. Mm. The first three teams, what what finish first, second, and third should be, should be should be the automatic one. But obviously, we've had it like this, and people know it's like this. But mm. I agree with that. I'd go I'd go a long way with that. I think that's a great shout. That the third one should go straight to Wembley if they're going to do that type of thing, so that it gives them a chance, you know, to to, to at least uh, play playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, TC. Absolutely, I think you should you should get some benefit from finishing third and just go straight to uh, straight to go. Let the other uh, teams uh, sort it out, and um, and then winner takes all in that game. You could even be yeah involving the team that's third uh, from bottom in the Premier League, so they've still got something for the last few games. If they're third from bottom rather than second from bottom, they play the winners of the uh, of the Championship. To uh, to stay in the Premier League, and I'm sure that you know the way that money works in football, and if they could find another game to uh, create a load more money, I'm sure that they'll do do it. And wouldn't surprise me if they hadn't already uh, been thinking about it. 
Well, then this game's just coming on. This Liverpool at Liverpool. It's Chelsea. In, uh, it's Chelsea versus uh, Real Madrid. versus Real Madrid. So we will but talk looking about. Looking at this, I find it weird that they're playing. They've been playing their games. These uh, training ground, aren't they? The training ground. Yeah, I know it's yeah, mad. Yeah, but to be fair, if you've got no fans in the ground, you could play it on the park. You couldn't, you really. You don't need a big ground. You don't need your own ground to play the games of football in because yeah. there's no supporters. But there's one or two managers complained about it, haven't they? I'm sure that I'm sure that there has been, but I, but I don't understand what their complaint would be personally. But you know, there you go. They're going to complain about it somewhat, but I'm well, guessing. All managers about well, it. absolutely. But I'm guessing the the managers that complained was the ones that got beat. They don't usually complain when they win. No. But, but uh, we, we'll talk about the uh, the Youth Cup next week. It is the quarterfinals, so it'll be the quarterfinals going on to the semis. I think the semifinals are on the 15th of, of May, and I think it's a wonderful tournament. I think it should be televised. Um, I'm amazed that it, that it isn't. Uh, and the Hall of Fame, we'll talk about that next week as well. Why they need a Premier League Hall of Fame when they've already got Hall of Fame for English football, God only knows. But you won the forecast last week, TC. You take a 10-6 lead, but we cannot play any music on our podcasts anymore. Why is that? We got closed down. What, the music? Yeah, yeah. Because of copyright, copyright copyright issues, so they 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 froze all of our podcasts, took them all off Spotify and took them off Podbean, and then um, we well, had a right you know, nightmare. Does that surprise you about people like Spotify? No, it doesn't. I, no, I hope Arsenal he takes over him at Spotify. I hope Arsenal get relegated. Well, to be fair, I look. I posted I posted it up the other day. If this fella that buy, that owns Spotify or co-owns Spotify... It's part of all this corruption for me. Yeah, we but, don't buy the all of them. Absolutely. Buy his Arsenal. He don't even pay his bleeding musicians, so who knows what's going to happen to the Arsenal players. I think yeah. it's an absolute joke. And Cronky told him to do one anyhow because he ain't selling them. I, just, I, I think it's a... I should have Cronky him. Yeah, same here, TC. Like that. that Cronky, you know, what he did, what they've done has been pathetic. But I shouldn't have read that... Spotify guy. Yeah, and absolutely. I've got no time for him. I think it was just a PR you video know, exercise. Jack Dawson, all them, and Google. You know, what corrupt people these all are. Absolutely, TC. But we're on to our football forecast. So, Friday night, Leicester are in town. They're playing there. Uh, well, Saints are at home. Leicester are in town. How do you see this two one? 2-0. Leicester. Yep, I'm going to go 2-1. Leicester, Everton versus Aston Villa, eight o'clock Saturday night. Everton, isn't it? Yeah, it's a goodie, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to go one nil Everton. You're going to go one nil Everton. See, Leicester now it's a playoffs. Not playoffs. It's Premier. I can't see losing. They draw, but I can't see. No, I think I think they're home and hosed almost Leicester. Everton, uh, Everton will try and go for it, but the, the two play too boring football or do Ancelotti for me. One nil to them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two on Villa. Well, that would surprise me. Because mm. I mean Villa have. I think they have a bit more of a chance with Jack English. I don't know what's happened to him. But... No, I don't. I, I I I really don't know. But I'm guessing Jack won't be playing uh, against Everton. It would surprise me if he plays. Another game for the rest of the season, but yeah. I hope I hope he does. You know, if, if that, you know, if that's the case, he'll not take him. No, absolutely, and I think that's why he don't want to take twenty six. He wants to take twenty three because if he's got a couple of three wild cards, Jack Grealish, the uh, the the, the uh, 
the public will be baying for Jack Grealish to be taken. And I don't think Southgate likes him. No, I don't think he wants to take him. And I think with 23, he doesn't take him. With 26, he might. And uh, and I think that's another reason why Southgate wants 23, not 26. Huddersfield versus Coventry. I can see a draw here, TC. How about you? 1-1. Yeah, I've gone 1-1 on that one. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday versus Forest. Well, I'm going to go... I want us to I yep. want us to win. So I'm going to go 1-0 Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I've gone 2-0 Sheffield Wednesday. And finally, Swansea versus Derby. Uh, 1-0 Derby. Ooh, keep, okay. Keep them up. I'm letting me out blow my head now. Yeah, and I'm going 2-1 Swansea. Um, I thought Swansea... they played quite well the other day, Swansea. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got nothing to play for. Derby have got it all to play for. So if you're really going to have a bet and roll, a, you know, a few ways up with good odds, Derby possibly would be one of those, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. But there you go, TC. So no music tonight, no music going forward. I'm absolutely gutted about that because I like to play out with some music. So well, thanks for your time. Love to you and yours. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Love to yours. You and your missus and, and kids and everything. Have a good weekend. Speak to you later on. Absolutely, TC. Till next week. Turn out of it. Bye bye. Bye bye now.